Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ruined. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. It sounds like we're on the phone. <laughs> I know. This is Hallie. There. <laughs> Can I help Hello? you? Hello. Hello. Are you scared? Are you spooked? <laughs> I want you to answer the phone like that all the time. When Hello. I call, something Hello? spooky's Are here. Are you scared? Um, <sighs> as we've alluded to, this is Ruined, a podcast where we ruin a horror movie for you every week. And yes. um, we've been really and appreciating we're your— Do it again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nothing's going to change. Don't worry. We're going to um, keep doing it. And we've been appreciating uh, your questions and emails. Uh, yes. And we hope you have, it's too. So, so please— Keep asking us questions. We love answering all of these horror and movie-related questions and pretty much anything else you want to ask us. We'll definitely answer it and tell you. Um, But we have a great question from Maggie who emailed us, and you can email us at ruined at theradiopoint.com. And she had a question specifically for Hallie, which is, Hallie, what movie or movies do you consider a 10 on the spooky scale? What's the scariest you've ever seen? I think that when A Stranger Calls from 1979 and Green Room have taken years off of my life, and I love them for it. So, Hallie, mm-hmm. one, have you seen those movies? And two, what are your uh, what are your tens on the spooky scale? I have seen Green Room, which I really enjoyed. I guess I've, I, I liked Green Room a lot. I think it's very horrifying. I almost feel like it was a little bit action-y, um, sort oh. of, uh, in a way that I really enjoyed. I don't believe I've seen When A Stranger Calls, but we're, I'm definitely going to have to watch that. Um, yeah. For sure. I, the idea of a stranger calling, even in a, in a normal life, if, if it's a number yes. I don't recognize, I'm not picking up. No. Certainly not going to do it if I'm babysitting alone in somebody's house. Um, oh, no. You know, I'll be honest, I have not been keeping track of, like, my ratings of movies, but the only movies that come to mind is, like, close to a 10 are Hereditary, which I still think mm-hmm. is, you know, so horrifying. I've watched it several times yes. since. Genuinely scary. And then Audition. But I don't think I gave... I'm trying to think if I gave an addition a 10, but um, those to me were the most gripping, unrelenting, mm-hmm. just when you're like, okay, I think I understand what's scary about this. That something else super bizarre and off-putting happens, yeah. which is what I like, what I find horrifying. You know, I, I appreciate a slow burn of a movie, but it's never going to really chill me the way just the, the onslaught yes. of a horror movie could do. Yeah, there's no time to come up for air in either of those movies. Yeah, and, and I guess I feel like uh, there's other movies that I really would definitely have to see for the podcast that I'm excited to see if they're 10s. I've talked about Martyrs before. People always talk mm-hmm. about that as a horrifying, potentially a 10. But yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. I Again, like I love virtually every horror movie, but to find a 10 or close to a 10 is, yeah. to me is rare. You know, I just, I, I take a lot of pleasure in them rather yeah. than genuine terror. Right. Okay. If that's that helpful makes sense. At all. 
And and that's the 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 nuance of the spooky scale. Absolutely. Yes. And everyone has their own spooky scale. That's what's so fun about yes. uh, having a spooky scale. Um, but thank you for asking the question. Allison, what what movies would you consider a 10 that we have done? I think, uh, and anyone who's been listening closely will probably be able to answer this better than I can, but I think the two 10s that I've handed out are The Babadook, which, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Absolutely. super scary. Incredible. I don't even like Babadook voice. Um, so good. It's so funny. Um, and uh, I think... Think I gave the wretched a ten, and if I mm. didn't, I would like to retroactively yes. give it a ten because just like one of our listeners who emailed us once and was like, "This has stayed with me. It's ruining my life." It's I I uh, that movie has stuck out as like one of the scariest things I've ever heard of. I think also for me, it's like when the twist is at the end and the twist is kind or like the reveal is like that, like it's not over. Mm-hmm. That's really, I have goosebumps just saying that. Um, and that, of course, is how The Wretched ends. So, Love it. That's up there for me. Also, like, I mean, I think that I give so many a nine. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's a fine line. But I also, I like the idea of retroactively recalibrating. Because I, I think that's fair, yes. you know? I think about movies differently, you know, uh, once time has passed, for sure. And also, like, now, because I have so little exposure to horror, except for the podcast, and, like, now I know about tons of movies that I didn't... Now I... There's more context for what numbers are... Like, there's more in relation, like... Now that I know about some other horror movies, which I would rank lower, I'm like, oh, that pushes The Wretched up further because it is just so much scarier than other right. things that right. are still over a five. That makes sense. It's a, it's a matter of, of calibrating, yes. constantly, intricately calibrating mm-hmm. the Always. spooky scale. Um, well, I'm excited to see where you will place this week's movie on the spooky scale. Yes. Um, this movie was recommended to us by Becca F. Um, on Instagram and then Kylie Mori. Though I believe, Kylie, you were recommending the uh, 2013 remake of this movie, which I actually really liked. Uh, Not that all remakes are bad, but, you know, there's plenty of them that aren't great. So uh, the movie Mm -hmm. we're doing this week is Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, the original. Yes. And Allison, we always like to have her watch the trailer. What are your thoughts about The Evil Dead trailer? I feel like... The Evil Dead is also a movie that, like, I remember, like, college boyfriends talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. this was a very, like, oh, yeah, The Evil Dead. Or, like, it's, like, referenced as a movie in other movies when people are kind of film, like, snobs and buffs or, like, somebody works at a video store in, like, 1996. um, And it's, like, The Evil Dead. So, but I didn't know anything about it. And I feel like with the trailer, I still don't know a ton about it. Mm -hmm. But I know I laughed out loud when Blood's, Spurted out of the neck of a corpse, I think. I don't know. It was just like blood, a lot of goo in this one. It really felt like a like a like a physical comedy bit. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know it's supposed to be scary, and I'm sure if I'm watching the movie through, I would absolutely be scared. But I also did. It was just very surprising, but like because it's older, like those effects just aren't as chilling as they are now. Right, Allison only is scared by new things, which I think is hilarious, because <laughs> the older something is to me, the more horrifying it is, the more entrenched in reality yes. to me. Um, well, you know, I was going to say, I was initially going to do Evil Dead 2, um, which we probably still will do at some point, but it is more comedic, and I feel like the Evil Dead, well, mm-hmm. I love Evil Dead, I love all of the Evil Dead films, Evil Dead is a more sincere spooky horror movie. And so I wanted to give everyone that baseline uh, so that we could later enjoy perhaps some of the goofs and the gags in um, Mm -hmm, Evil Dead mm -hmm, 2. And this is sort of um, 
this is this movie is considered like one of the most successful independent films, let alone independent horror films. And yeah. I will say, watching it, like there's so many now that are like uh, movies now that are pretty low budget or even studio mm-hmm. horror movies that just are not scary in the way that this is. This is still it is goofy. Yeah. There's a lot of gore and, and goo. But it is genuinely very scary, and it really shows yes. how much you can a filmmaker can do on a low budget, with one mm-hmm. location, practical effects. Oh wow! And yes. it's uh, I think also uh, Bruce Campbell plays the protagonist, uh, Ash Ashley Ash Williams. He's phenomenal as a uh, horror protagonist. So uh, I obviously want to do this. If you're a horror fan, you've seen The Evil Dead, and I uh, wanted to give Allison this experience. Um, yes. And as we get started, I'd like to have a um, baseline scary about the film. Um, how scary, Allison, do you find the concept of demons? Oh, I mean, I think in the scheme of, like, horror villains, mm-hmm. I find real people always to be way scarier mm-hmm. than uh, paranormal or undead or anything like that because real people are real and that other stuff is not real right. um, to me. I'm glad you think that because that's going to come up later. Um, what okay, you personally great. feel about demons, and then um, as we get started, uh, Allison, would you like to guess the twist? And do you think there will be a twist in the Evil Dead? Guess the twist. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of twist, and I know in the trailer there's a lot of you know, the woods are possessed mm-hmm. or something. So maybe I don't know. Who possesses them? Okay. Like what kind? What the? Where the demon came from? That's all to me. That's always a twist, even though I guess it's more of a reveal. It's information, but to right. me, like the information and motive and like the why of everything is always my like number one. Like I need answers. Oh sure, and there's I think there's a fine line between a twist and sort of the reveal, the contextualization of the whole film. I think there's you. We definitely see both, and sometimes they're the same thing in a film. Um, but let's find out if there is one in Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead. We open on a POV shot of an entity or a force sort of skimming along the surface of a pond, coming up in a car half-submerged in the water. Cut to, you know, we're going to get to that whatever that is later. Right now we're going to have fun. We're on our way to a cabin where most of us are going to die. Um, And we join Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, who is driving with his sister Cheryl, his girlfriend Linda, and their friends Scott and Shelley, who are a couple, up to a cabin in the woods in Tennessee for a rip-roaring college weekend, totally alone, no phones, no way to escape, just like an absolute blast. Cool. Um, and Ash is Scott is driving Ash's car. And, and I guess this was sort of cut out. This is like a trivia. They were all supposed to be drinking moonshine, and they kind of cut it out. So the reason that he, Scott is driving is because they're already drunk. Um, okay. And they're consulting the map. And as we're watching, we are seeing, because we have the POV of this entity or this force in the woods, we are mm-hmm. watching the college student's car hurtling towards a logging truck which also does not see them coming. Meanwhile, we also have the third force, this entity, hurtling towards this collision. And right okay. as Scott is approaching the logging truck, the wheel jerks in his hand, forcing him to veer in front of the truck. And everyone screams, but he's able to get control, and he, he is able to pull away just in time. 
And Ash is like, what the hell are you doing? And Scott's like, the, the, the steering wheel moved in my hand. It's your shitty car. That's what's happening. And Ash is like, oh, my God, I just took the car in. They just told me everything was fine. I just took it for a tune-up. Like, if something is wrong with my car, like, this is ridiculous. Right. And, but they all immediately kind of brush past this, like, again, brush with death. And they're like, Scott, what's this place like? And he's like, oh, it's like this great cabin, and I got it super cheap, and I haven't been there. It might be cheap because it's a total dump, but who knows? And Cheryl's like, wait a minute, so nobody's actually seen the cabin? We don't know, like, if it's like a pit, you know? Like, we don't know what kind of place that's not, it's going to be. That's not great. Even, like, with the advent, like, even with Airbnb, if I've seen photos, I'm still like, I don't know what we're going to roll up to. Exactly. But they're like, oh, no, Cheryl, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And they they turn off the mountain road and they go across this very rickety wooden bridge. And it has a big sign that says, dangerous bridge ahead, travel at own risk. Which I just don't feel like you are allowed to do. Like, you can't just be like, no. dangerous bridge. If you fall off the bridge, that's on you. You did it. Yeah. You no took, one's you responsible. You on the bridge, that's not on us. We told you it was dangerous. I feel like you have to at least try to make the bridge, like, you know, functional. And right. as or dr- provide like an alter where it's yes. like you can it's it's twelve miles to drive around or something like that. Yes, yeah, there has to be a, some other way into the woods. As but they drive over the bridge and part of the All wood right. breaks away under one of the tires. Of course, terrifyingly, and they're just barely able to sneak by. And Scott's laughing. He's like, "Oh my god, you guys freak out about everything." AKA so our car was plummeting into a gorge. Yeah. And then at this point, they're driving. It's not even a road. It looks like a horse path. Like, it's not even gravel. They're just driving through path? the underbrush. Like, it's worn down, but it's still grass. Right. You know but not I mean? by vehicles. Yes. Yeah. A car has not been driven down here in a long time. They arrive at the cabin, which is kind of a dump, uh, and they hear this loud, rhythmic banging sound. And the porch swing is, like, sl- slamming into the side of the house in the wind. And Scott cheerfully goes up to the house, and he's only to turn around and see the other four just, like, waiting near the car apprehensively, like, not mm-hmm. willing to go in. But he he reaches up on the uh, windowsill, and he finds the hidden key to get in. And as soon as he picks up the key, the porch swing stops dead. And Scott's like, oh, that's a little bit weird. But he fumbles with the keys. Uh, There's a ton of them on the very. room. <laughs> and they're able to get inside, and it's dusty, and it's filled with, like, taxidermy deer heads. we got to have a servant in here. And I mean, But overall, it's fine. Can't they, have a horror movie without a servant. Exactly. They tidy up. They brought their own food and booze, so they're just kind of, like, snooping around. Scott goes into a shed outside, and it's filled with rusty farm implements and all of these bones right. hanging from the ceiling, like, sort of these, like, talismans. What kind of bones? Animal bones. Hooves, uh, okay. horns, you know, nothing human, but definitely okay. something, someone has placed them there but intentionally. Bones. Bones. Right. And um, as evening falls, Cheryl is uh, sitting in the living room. They have like a fire going and she's sketching the grandfather clock, which suddenly stops. And Cheryl freezes and she hears a low sort of whispery demonic voice. And what she does, she loses control of her hand. And her hand starts, stabs the pencil into her pad and is scrawling, like digging through page after page, and it draws the image of a book. And she's sort of possessed. They <sighs> can't control her okay. hand, and finally the wind dies down, and Cheryl's able to regain control of her hand. Just then, she sees the cellar door, which is chained shut, and in the middle of the living room. So it's again, it's a, it opens vertically. She sees the cellar door rattle, as if someone oh, no. or something no. is trying to push it up from the basement. Mm, something. 
Cheryl joins everyone for dinner, and Scott is teasing her, like, oh, knocks from the cellar, dead bodies in the cellar, which she tells him to shut the fuck up about. But it does imply that she did tell them. So we don't okay. see it, but, like, she told them at least about the cellar part, maybe not about the possessed hand thing. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, my God, Cheryl, you're being ridiculous. Like, you were the one who's like, this is going to be a dump or whatever. And Ash tries to, like, give a toast in Greek, but everyone's already drunk. And Scott says, you know, I'm going to translate it. It translates as party down. Just then, the cellar door okay. bursts open, revealing a staircase into the basement. And no. Cheryl says, it's probably just an animal. It's, it's like, what kind of animal would do that? I'm no what? coward. And Scott descends the stairs with their only no. flashlight. And he says, one of, one of the few things you should never say in a horror movie, Allison, and that is, back in a minute. Yep. Allison, he doesn't come be. back. He doesn't come back in a minute. They all no, call down into the basement, but he doesn't reply. No. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to ask you. There's two points I'm going to ask you this. So this is my first part I'm going to ask you. Allison, okay. at this point, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, I mean, it feels like you have very few options for what you can do. Yes. This, your friend is now missing in a basement with yes. the only, you can't even go. I guess I would try and maybe get like a candle or like some other like like a lantern if you don't have a flashlight but like somebody needs to go down there and see what's happening. Allison, are you going to go down? That's what I'm asking. No, not about. me. I'm sending somebody no, else. No, not me either. I would go with somebody else. I would go if you were going I'd go with you. I'm not going down alone. But neither of us should be going down. But then I feel bad making someone there. else go. But, well, like yeah. Dave, if Dave was going down there, I feel like I would have to go down there yeah. with him. I can't leave yeah, like yeah. Dave, Dave, boyfriend of the pod, go down alone. No, he can't go into a cellar by himself. Wouldn't let him. He probably wouldn't go either. We, we always have to bring a friend we don't care that much about, you know? Yeah, I guess have some disposable friends in your group if you're going to a cabin that no one's ever been to before and then someone disappears in the cellar. Um, we'll also be taking friend applications. Please email us yep. at ruinedattheradiopoint.com <laughs> if you'd like to be one of the... Uh, Do you want to be friends with us? We're going to send you to your death. Friends who we will send down into a basement. But also it doesn't feel like, even if it was like, okay, forget him, like we're all getting in the car and leaving, or like even if I on my own was like, I'm going to go get help. Mm-hmm. Where are you? You the, the bridge is out. Right. Right? So like how are you... Well, I think they're like, okay, you know, I guess we'd have to set off on foot. We're gonna. Well, these are the issues we're gonna run into in this film, and I think you're asking the right questions. Is oh no, we're already all the way out here. How are we going to be yes. able to get help? And like, what is help? And what would help be exactly? What has happened that we need help with? Right. What, exactly. what is going on? We need more information. And Ash, being a very good friend, he takes the lantern they find, and he goes down into the darkness and finds a creepy, no. wet, dripping basement. Like the pipes are Ugh. dripping water. A wet basement. And behind, there's a closed door, and behind it, there's like a far room. And in the room, he hears a sound. And he's like, oh, God damn it!" And he opens the door, and he makes his way into the room, only to have Scott pop up and scream, boo! It's like, fuck you, Scott. Oh. How dare you? Fuck, no. That, that person's not my friend anymore. Exactly. If that's their vibe. Um, Scott, laughing, he shows Ash that there's a bunch of stuff he found. He finds a shotgun and shells. Which Scott like jokingly points in Ash's face to his horror, and then Ash finds something even worse than a shotgun. You know, in your vacation house, um, it is a mysterious book filled with arcane writing and obscure images. And Scott, I don't like no all these books. When books show up in a horror movie, things are getting worse. 
And Scott Not finds better. a dagger with the handle decorated with tiny skulls and like a tiny rib mm. cage. And you're like, who, mm. who rib cage is that small? Whose little head's that small? No. Even worse, they find What's a real. What's worse? What's worse a, than a tiny rib cage? They find a reel to reel tape recorder, which they bring upstairs and they listen to it. No. And we hear a man's voice say, it's been a number of years since I began excavating the ruins of Kandar with a group of my colleagues. Now my wife and I have retreated to a small cabin in the solitude of these mountains. Here, I continued my research, undisturbed by the myriad distractions of modern civilization. And far from the groves of academe, I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian ruins, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funeral incantations. It is entitled Natural Demonte." Roughly translated, the Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. It deals with demons. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It is through recitation of these passages that the demons are given license to possess the living. No. Scott, Cheryl, God bless her, reaches over and shuts off the record player. And Cheryl's like, yes. I'm not fucking listening to this. No. I'm also, here to get drunk and, like, get drunk. Like, I'm not here to summon like, demons. Even if you don't believe in that stuff. And, yes. like, I don't believe in that stuff. But I'm no. like, this isn't fun. This is, I'm not having fun. Fundamentally, I don't, well, you know, I'm Catholic. So there's a, something in it called a Pascal's Wager in Catholicism, which mm. is, I don't believe in it. But what if it's true that I might as well yes. act in accordance with, I might as well do the right thing and act like an upright sure. person. Now, obviously, okay. we get into the weeds with a lot of like Catholic stuff, like what you're allowed to not do or like be. But there is something where it's like, I don't believe in demons. However, this moment, I would also shut it off because I'm like, I don't want to do, like this, whatever this is. Right. Let's not tempt fate by yeah. like going down this road, even though we all know it's unlikely that any of this is real. But on the off chance that it is, right. I don't think we want to have invited this into our lives. And let's be honest, Allison, we would listen to it and we'd have a great time and laugh because it's not real. Right. Unless it is. But I mean, like in real life, we, if we found this, we would listen to it. I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. judging these characters. I understand Cheryl is correct. No, but I get it. The other, and Scott's like, oh my God, you're such a baby. Like, we're going to listen to it. And then when they turn it back on, it's just a man's voice chanting lines in Sumerians from the book that end with, Kandar, Kandar, Kandar. <laughs> and Cheryl screams to shut it off. And right as she screams, a tree falls through the window and shatters the pane. And it's in Cheryl oh. screaming into the other room. And it forces Scott and Ash to, like, argue about who has to clean up the glass. Ash, later in the evening, Ash and Linda decide to stay up and listen to the story and maybe hook up. And Linda's like, okay, nice. great. Let me just go check on Cheryl because she is upset about the whole Candar uh, thing. And when Linda goes in to see Cheryl, we see Ash pull out, like, a Tiffany blue jewelry box. And inside, he has gotten Linda a silver magnifying glass necklace. And so when Linda okay. came, comes back out, he's like, I wanted to give you this before the trip, but everything was so hectic, so I just wanted to give it to you now. And she's like, oh my God, I love it. And he puts it on her neck, and they start making out. Unfortunately, something nice. is outside the cabin watching them. And we are no. watching this couple from the entity or forces POV, yes. which then stalks around the house, peeping on Shelly and Scott in the living room, and then peeping on Linda and Ash as they get undressed in the bedroom. And then goes to peep on poor Cheryl, who's just brushing her hair and looking at her oh. notepad where she's like scrawled the image of the book. And she hears a demonic voice say, join us. And no. then Allison, she goes outside in a robe to check it out. 
And uh, she says, is anybody out here? As Cheryl walks completely alone into the pitch dark of night with a storm rolling in. So this fog is rolling in, too. See, to me, she's already possessed because no, nobody would just go out by themselves unless right. they were already under some kind of spell, trance, etc. And I think it's like she's heard the voice, but on what level is she hearing it? The voice is entreating right. her to come outside. And um, this has been pointing out, pointed out to me that I say, unfortunately, so much on the podcast. Yes. So I'm going to try to mix it up. So I'm going to say, distressingly. Okay. An adverb exercise. Exactly. I did, I did uh, look it up on... Um, I, I, I just Googled it. Yep. Uh, words.com. Every, every writer's uh, crutch, <laughs> thesaurus.com. I use it all the time. Once Cheryl gets far enough away from the cabin, we see the trees of the forest start to move on their own. Nope. And suddenly a root shoots out and snakes up Cheryl's leg. And suddenly she's being like dragged to the ground and her limbs bound to the ground and, and being dragged through the undergrowth by sentient branches and roots. And they are tearing mm-hmm. at her clothes while she's screaming. And then unfortunately, Elsa, I, I, sorry to tell you this, the branches rape her. She is fully I'm raped sorry? by a sentient demonic tree. Tree. Yes. Okay. Eventually, Cheryl, Cheryl's able to get herself free of the trees and runs, you know, through the forest screaming. We Ugh. see the entity again. It's POV, but we see something is following her. She's screaming. Yes. She's wearing, she's still got her jammies on, but her, like, robe is, is gone. And she runs back. And she gets to the front door, which is locked, and she's screaming and pounding on the door as this thing is coming up behind her. And she's able, she finds the, the, the uh, extra key above the door frame, and she's trying key after key as something follows her out, the, out of the woods, and she's screaming. No. And then finally, the last minute, Ash opens the door, and she rushes inside. And of course, Cheryl tries to explain, the trees are alive, they attack, we need to get the fuck out of here. And everyone's trying to calm her down, like, Cheryl, you're just drunk, or whatever, which again, is not something right. that has ever happened, but... I mean, like, no one has ever been so drunk that they got attacked by a tree. And Yeah, that's not, that's yeah. a new level. And we find out that Ash is Cheryl's brother. So she says, Ash, you have to drive me to town. And he, because he's a decent person, was like, I will, I will try. We drove across that bridge. And she's like, we could drive across the bridge. It just broke that one part. So she puts on a coat no. and they leave Scotland and Shelly in the cabin. And the car will not turn over. They're stranded. And Cheryl's like, oh my God, it's not going to start. They're not going to let us leave. And then the car starts and they, they drive off down the road. And Ash is kind of pissed. And he's like trying to argue with her. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what happened, but like, there's nothing out there. When they get the bridge, when did they get to the bridge? The bridge is not simply out. The bridge looks like it was dynamited. Like it's like curled. The metal is like Right, it's not just over. like, oh, a board or two have like fallen. It's like, right. you can't. Pass. Something has just completely destroyed it. No, it's not like it's washed away. Good. It looks like like it was like blown up. And Cheryl freaks out and she's screaming, it's not going to let us leave. It's not going to let us leave. So this is the second time I'm going to ask you, Allison. Allison, at this point, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, I've been criticized on the podcast many times <laughs> for this uh, as our sound engineer, Kat, I'll never get your job right. I don't know what the right words are. Um, no, you, it was right. It's right. Um, Kat, who we love, calls it the Allison special, which mm-hmm. is killing yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I would have to pull an Allison special. And I haven't in a long time. It's been kind of like implied that I should find other uh, solutions to these horror problems. But I think in this one, there's just like not really a lot of other options. Yeah. If you can't drive away, yeah. you know, 
That's usually my only other answer. And if Get the, the trees are sentient. Right. You can't really Like you're not going to win. You're yes. not going to beat you're not going to beat a nature and a demon joining forces. Right. Okay. Um so they they of course have to go back to the cabin. Cheryl is really upset. She's like sitting at the front window, staring out, trying to like see if anything's there. And Ash starts to play the tape recorder again, ostensibly to find answers. Unfortunately, the next entry is the man's voice saying, I now know that my wife has become the host to a Kandarian demon. I feel I fear that the only way to stop those possessed by the spirits of the book is through the act of bodily dismemberment. I would leave now, but I've seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I'm sure whatever I've called with this book will come calling for me. So this person was in this no. exact same situation in the cabin, and when he recited the Kandar, Kandar business, his wife became uh, filled with a demonic presence. Meanwhile, Linda and Shelly are playing a game where Linda is guessing which card Shelly is holding up, like trying to use ESP. And Linda's okay. wrong every time, but Shelly's like egging around like, oh my God, you got it. And Linda's like, I know I have ESP. You know, like not understanding the gravity of the situation. Suddenly, without turning around, Cheryl sitting in the window starts accurately guessing the cards to the point where, like, no. she is just shouting the next card, the next card. She's actually able to see them, and everyone freezes. And unfortunately, when Cheryl turns to the room, no. her eyes are a dead white, and her face is like <sighs> misshapen and discolored. And she floats no. into the air, and we hear a demon's voice say, No. Why have you disturbed our sleep? Awakened us from our ancient slumber. <laughs> you will die like the others before you. One by one, we will take you. I hate that. Yeah, that's awful. And now, I've, if I'm every single person, I'm killing myself. There's no. It's a tough. This is a tough situation to be in. I think we can yeah, agree with that. Yeah, it's not great. Suddenly, Cheryl drops to the ground, seemingly, like, unconscious. But when Ash leans over to check on her, she grabs a pencil and kind of lashes out, and she stabs into Linda's ankle, which is, like, the gnarliest place to be stabbed by a pencil, and just sort of, like, rooting around with the tip. And then she just starts kicking ass, like, throwing Ash across the room, screaming in these, like, double, triple demon voice, like we've heard from The Exorcist, like, kind of that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, layered screaming of a demon voice. But right when she's about to stab Ash with her pencil, Scott is able to shove her down the open cellar door. And he sort of knocks her down there with the uh, handle of an axe. And when we look at Cheryl again, her hair is completely gray and she's a completely like, her eyes are like white, filled with blood. Like she's gone, she's a complete demon now. And he's able to shove the cellar door closed and sit on it and rechain it. So now... Cheryl is trapped, at least for the moment, in the cellar, which is good because it seems that Cheryl has gone full demon, presumably because yeah, she was you attacked need to in the woods. Contain her. Yeah. Linda asks, uh, banners her up and puts Linda to bed, you know, and returns to the living room to brainstorm with Scott and Shelley about what the fuck they're going to do about Cheryl. And the thing about the, the cellar door is it's not completely flush with the floor. Like, Cheryl's able to push it up a little bit. So during this right. whole movie, Cheryl is screaming from under the door and taunting them and laughing like and wheezing like the exorcist. And Shelly's like, oh, my God, what happened to her eyes? Let's look at her eyes. And Scott says, Ash, you know, it's, it's got no attention. We need to get the fuck out of here. Yes. And Ash's yes. like, okay. He's right. It's only a few hours until dawn. Once it's light, we could potentially go through the woods. The bridge is out. 
we don't know where the, we, we don't know how to get out of here. And also, if yeah. what Cheryl said is true, the trees are evil and will attack us. Right. But I Cheryl, think also, yeah. this is a great lesson in like, there's no reason to go to a place that only has one uh, in and yes. out. Like, you know, I guess like there's lots of bars that like qualify as this too, where it's like, oh, there's only one entrance exit. And like, if something happens to that, like you're fucked. But like, if it's just one bridge to get to a remote place, like to me, I'm like, I'm going to need there to be at least a second route. At least a gas station nearby. And, you know, and this is yeah. 1981. So like, yeah, obviously there's no cell phones. There's no, they don't even right. land, have a landline out there. Oh, God. But, you know, uh, Ash's like, we'll just wait. And then when it's dawn, we can go. And Shelly says, I don't know if I can wait that long. Like, I just, we might have to go before them. Um, unfortunately, you know, Scott, he's telling Shelly everything's going to be all right. We see the enti- entity in the woods come back for round two. And mm-hmm. Shelly goes to sleep. She's like, I'm going to lay down. You know, we're going to get out at first light if that's what we're doing. And then Scott leaves Shelly alone in her bedroom for, I'm going to say, two seconds. After we've already seen Cheryl get possessed, of course, right. something bursts through the window and snaps up Shelly. Scott doesn't right. know this. So when she, he rushes in the room, he's like tearing at the shower curtain, like screaming for her. Unfortunately, he then turns She's around. Gone. She is attacking him. Now de- Shelly oh. is a demon. And she digs her nails into Scott's eyes as she screams oh my God. and claws That's at his face. So violent. <laughs> And Scott's able to run into the living room and she follows him. And when he's able to throw her off of him, Shelly's head falls into the fireplace and starts to burn. And so Scott, thinking, oh my God, it's still Shelly, drags her out. And Shelly tells him in right. her demonic voice, thank Shelley. you. I don't know what I would have done if I had remained on those hot coals, burning my pretty flesh. You no. have pretty skin. Give it to us. And yeah. grabs Scott and then forces his head down in the fire. Oh my Ash, God. Ash tries to intervene and Shelly literally just throws him across the room. Ash is a lot of this movie is, is Bruce Campbell being thrown across the room by like a demonic okay. force. Yeah. It does seem like there's a lot of like that kind of activity and movement. Shelly uh, grabs the hunting knife, like the carved handle knife they found in the basement. But the before they can, gauge. she could stab Scott. Scott has his own knife and cuts her hand, and in a frenzy of seeing the blood from her own cut hand, Shelly gnaws off her own hand, dropping the knife. What? Like, she's no. so excited to see blood, even if it's just her blood. She, she bites she's... off her hand. Oh, my God. So, Scott oh, stabs her with the, so awful. with the carved uh, knife, and mm-hmm. uh, she's screeching, all while Cheryl is screaming and, like, slamming the cellar door and laughing and squealing from the basement. And sort of like weighing in. She's sort of the um, who are the who are the Muppets? Statler and um, Waldorf. Waldorf Statler from the Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. She's sort of uh, the Statler and Waldorf for this film because she's constantly like weighing gallery. in, cop, laughing, having a great time. Yeah. Um, and Shelley finally falls to the ground, white liquid spraying out of her mouth. Because and so for a second you're like, oh, b- stabbing her with this ceremonial carved knife. That's what's going to kill them. Unfortunately, Mm. it's not. Damn it. As Shelly screams, oh, you love her, don't let her die. Scott grabs the axe and he just dismembered Shelly, which does not seem to kill her or it. I don't understand the rules. (laughs) Demons have their own rules, but he's able to um, dismember her. So the individual parts are alive, but she can't attack him anymore. So Shelly is dead, 100% dead. 
And the demon that is inside her body has been at least stopped. I don't know okay. beyond that where Shelly, if Shelly's soul, I don't know what happens sure. to Shelly, unfortunately. Nothing good. But Shelly, we're down fully one uh, partier. All right. And Ash says to Scott, well, what are we going to do? And Scott says, we're going to bury her. And Ash replies, you can't bury Shelly. She's a friend of ours. Which what? I thought was fun. But Scott fun. Is, you know, Scott is right. Shelly was here for a good time and a long time. And they have to get these chunks of demon out of the house. So they dig a yeah. hole in front of the cabin. You can't have demon chunks all over the house. It's it's a hole. Yeah, you're going to lose your deposit. I mean, like, it, yeah, I mean, they didn't have Airbnb, thing. but you're definitely, they're going to be mad about this. Yeah. And so they put it, wrap her chunks in a sheet, and they bury her in, in, in the woods, and they put, like, a cross made out of branches over her grave. Okay. Back at the cabin, Scott re- reiterates, we have to get out of here. But Ash is like, I cannot stress this enough. The bridge is out. The trees are alive. And now... Linda can't walk because Cheryl stabbed her with a pencil. So it's like, I'll be carrying Linda. Let's just wait right. till daybreak. And then also, hopefully, once it's daylight, these demons won't be able to go out in daylight, which we don't know. But I, I understand the logic, you know. I, it's like you got to enact some kind of structure on this just to yeah. get yourself through. You have to be like, okay, I know if it's light out, we'll have like, there'll be different rules and stuff. Like, I, I, I get like, even if you don't know that that's what happens, like making some of that up just to keep right. yourself going. And if this is what it's like at night, it can't be worse in the daylight. But then the question is, are we going to survive this long? And Scott's like, there has to be a hiking trail or like a logging road. There has to be another road. Linda's your girlfriend, and I'm getting the fuck out of here, and that's your business. And Scott leaves. Scott just heads out in the woods alone. So now, poor Ash is there. He's with Linda, who is can't walk. Cheryl, his sister, who is now a demon. And Shelly, who's in a bunch of chunks out in the on the lawn. And now he's right. sort of pacing around being like, what should I do? And Cheryl's teasing him and screaming. And she says, soon all of you will be like me. And then we'll all lock you up in the cellar. And she's laughing at him. And so Ash goes to get out of the living room, check on Linda's leg. Unfortunately, from where she was stabbed, like all of these dark purple infection lines are growing. No. Like rapidly. And you see them growing in front of his eyes. And Linda shoots out of bed. Her eyes are now totally dead white. And she's white laughing. eyes is very scary. Yeah, and I was reading this, like, trivia, and basically they're saying, like, they were, at the time, the technology, the contact lenses are, were incredibly painful. So people could only really <gasps> keep mean, them in for, like, 15 minutes at a time before you had to take it out and, like, give your eyes a break. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. So much, I mean, like, yeah, it's so interesting to learn about, like, the history of, um, like, special effects and how absolutely yeah. uncomfortable so much of it is. And oh, I tip my hat yeah. to anyone who had to wear this shit all day, every day. Oh, my like God. Cheryl, and like, Cheryl, I mean, my sit. God, that's most of her her um, tenure on the film Oof. is having to have those in. White eyes? Oof. Yeah. I don't even like regular contacts that are modern. All right, you're a glasses gal. If only, yeah. Luckily, I guess if you, do demons clear your sight? If you get possessed, do you have to use glasses? I don't know. Oh, I wonder if I got possessed, if I would have 20-20 vision. That'd be the one one positive part. Seems like they don't love accessories, because, like, you lose them, and then, like, are you still being a demon? Like, then you're just kind of shifting around looking for your glasses. <laughs> yeah, you're you should just be enacting around. kind of evils. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Linda shoots out of bed. He runs to the front door, only to have Scott burst back in. And Scott barely made it into the woods. His leg and his face are all ripped open. And he's saying the same thing that Cheryl did. Like, the trees are alive. The woods are, are evil. The woods mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. attack them, attack me. Mm-hmm. And Ash is trying to tend to Scott. And while he's tending to Scott in the living room, Linda, who is fully a demon now, is sitting cross-legged on the floor, white eyes, laughing and mocking no. them. 
And just like having the time of her life. Is so scary. It's kind of like when you watch a show and the characters in it are laughing at a joke. That makes it less funny. Similarly, Mm -hmm. having the demons laugh at this, be like, this is not funny. This is, don't, how dare you laugh at this? This is a bad situation for all of us. Yes, yes. And Ash tells Scott, you're going to be okay, which is clearly not true. No. And Scott tells him, Cheryl was right. It's not going to let us leave. And we're all going to die here. See, and if you just would kill yourself. That's true. I mean, I think at this point, I would understand it. Because then at least you don't have to deal with the whole being possessed by a demon or killed by a demon. Right. And Scott says, but please just don't leave me here to die. Like, which I think is a little selfish. It's like, let let him go, Scott. You know that you're dying, you know? Right. But Scott tells him, I did see a trail. You know, I tried to take the trail, but the trees are alive. So I don't know what to do. You know, and and Ash is still hoping, maybe if I make it till dawn, maybe I'll keep you alive till dawn. Meanwhile, Cheryl and Shelly are laughing and giggling and and rattling the the cellar door and just having the time of his life. And in a frenzy, Ash turns on and slaps Linda across the face. And Scott tells him, I think you should probably kill Linda. She's gone. Linda's a demon now. And if you kill her, you'll put her out of your misery, and also she won't kill us. And Cheryl's like, (laughs) But when Ash goes and gets the shotgun and he's going to shoot Linda in the head, she transforms back into the regular Linda, who's like crying and begs him for help. So of course he can't do it. And he drops the gun and he holds her. It's a ruse, obviously. And Cheryl now also looks totally normal. And she's in the cellar, obviously, still. But she says, I'm all right now, Ash. Unlock the chain and let me out. Ashley, I'm fine now. And Allison, in a moment of weakness, Ash goes to the cellar door and he starts to unlock the chains. No. To which I ask you, Allison, who will survive? Who will survive? This feels like one of the rare movies where everyone dies. Mm -hmm. But if you had to guess one person. Who's left? Um, So we got Ash... Scott, and then Linda and Cheryl are possessed, are but they possessed. are still in play. Okay. Shelly has been, Shelly is both possessed and has been chopped into chunks, so that, again, yeah, yeah. that's a future Shelley's, wrap on Shelly's, Shelly's done. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to guess maybe one, either um, Linda or Cheryl. I think that one of them will somehow, like, everybody else will die, and one of them will will be kind of a, not a final girl, but like a, somehow beat the possession or something like that. Great. Okay. Unfortunately for Ash, just as he bends down, Cheryl punches straight through the wooden floorboards and grabs his face. And he's able to wrench himself away, but now she's a demon too, and so is Linda, and they're just like laughing, and Linda's singing, we're gonna get you, not another peep, time to go to sleep. And he drags Linda outside, and sort of just no. leaves her there to get her out of the house. He doesn't have to listen to it. And he's giving Scott some water, and he's telling him, Scott, it's dawn is in an hour. We're all going to get out of here, except Shelly, of course. But then he right. looks, and he realizes that Scott isn't swallowing the water anymore. It's just pooling in his mouth and dribbling down his chest, because Scott oh, is dead. No. So Scott Ash is, dead. is alone. <gasps> and in the split second he takes to look outside at the car and try to gauge, like, can I dry, like, whatever, Linda shows back up and stabs him with a Kandarian dagger and licks his blood off the Good. blade. Oh, gross. And finally he's able to twist it, like, she, they're grappling with it, and he twists it behind her back, and she falls backward onto the dagger. 
not killing her, but at least subduing her. So Linda has sure, stabbed slowing her down chest. a little bit. Exactly. So Ash decides to take Scott's advice, and he drags Linda out to the shed, and he chains her down. But of course, now she looks normal. So like he can't. He's having his all his conflicts, and he goes to get a chainsaw. And right as he's about to dismember her with a chainsaw, he sees the necklace he gave her, and he can't do it. And he loves her too much, so he just breaks down <sighs> sobbing. And so he takes Linda out back of the shed, and he digs a grave for her, thinking, well, she seems dead because she was stabbed, so I'll bury right. her, and that'll probably be fine. Of course. Nope. As soon as fine. he's done banging her, Linda bursts out of the grave and, like, rips, tears his leg open, and he has to beat her back with a log, and then finally she leaps onto him to attack him, and he swings a shovel, and it completely decapitates her. So again, okay. the, both her body and the severed head seem to be still animate, but she okay. can no longer move or attack him. So it doesn't seem okay. like they're not dead per se, because I guess they're already. But he's safe. He's safe, and he's able to get her. back into the cabin. Unfortunately, Cheryl has been able to finally thrust the cellar door up off its hinges. Yeah, I mean that sounds like what she's been up. Yeah, that's exactly. that's in her, you know, bag of tricks at this point. He grabs the shotgun just in time because Cheryl leaps towards him and he shoots her in the chest and sort of knocks her outside the cabin. And he runs to the door and he's able to just barely get it closed and then he runs to the back door and he's trying to close all the doors. Unfortunately, he is completely out of bullets, meaning he has to go back down in the basement to find shotgun oh, shells. Oh, no. And in the basement, he looks up and we saw that water pipe dripping earlier. And he looks up and it's wrapped in cloth and it's soaked in blood, as if, like, you'd wrap a towel around, like, a leaky right. pipe. And as yes. he's looking, the pipe bursts and sprays, like, a jet of blood all over his face, oh. all over. The, it's just, like, coming out of the plumbing, just dumping blood on him. And the blood's coming out of the walls and the light fixtures. And a projector Ugh. starts playing and music, crazy music starts playing from the, like, phonograph or whatever. Uh-huh. And he starts to hear, like, all these lines that people have spoken throughout the movie, like, trying to come up with anything. And the only thing he could hear is... The most important line, which is bodily dismemberment. And Ash emerges from the All basement right. to hear the clock chiming. It's not quite dumb, but he's, he's almost there. Unfortunately, when he looks, the arms are just spinning around and around. And Ash no. starts to really have a breakdown. Like, he's just um, trapped, yes. uh, understandably. He's completely yes. alone. He's, there, there's still demons afoot. Like, he right. did shoot Cheryl, but she's outside. She's only and a matter also, of time. The woods are possessed. Like, it's not even like this is it. There's the also tree possessed. rape. As he opens the door to, like, the rest of the house from the living room, something zooms towards him, and all of the shutters on the house start flippity-flopping, and right. Ash is screaming, and when he turns, he looks at a mirror on the wall, and he places his hand on the mirror, and it goes right through. No. And, this, like, the surface of the mirror becomes water. And he jerks his hand away, he's screaming, and he loads his shotgun, and he's waiting with his back to the front door, like trembling, panicking, sweating, just praying. And he's holding the necklace he gave Linda mm-hmm. before the most, the worst romantic weekend of all time. Yes. And he uh, outside, he could hear footsteps, and the clock suddenly stopped ticking, ticking, and suddenly two demon arms just smash through the front door and grab him, and screaming, and he falls. And just as Cheryl bursts through the door. He shoots Cheryl in the head. Woefully, okay. Scott, who has passed away, he is now resurrected as a demon. 
So he oh, might have great. just shot Cheryl, but now Scott is just joining the party. He's attacking Ash. So he gets to play. Ash. Yeah. Ash has to jam Scott's eyes in. And then it's I guess Scott had stuff. a... A lot of eye stuff. And a lot of goo. This is it's all goo yeah. from here on out. Very gooey. He sees the branch... Uh, basically, a branch stabbed Scott, and he yanks it out of his torso, causing like a jet of blood to pour out of Scott's body. And Cheryl, uh, Scott falls to the ground. Just as Cheryl gets into the cabin, she just full punches Ash in the face, which I think is a funny <laughs> thing. Once your demon, just be like, I'm just gonna kick ass. I'm just gonna I, punch I you. That. Right. Yeah. And in that moment, there's all this melee, and they are fighting. There's blood everywhere, and they're slip sliding around. Ash realizes, okay, I think I know what I have to do. Because Cheryl is beating him with a fireplace poker, and Scott is chewing on his leg. Ash Good. uses Linda's magnifying glass necklace to lasso the, the the Book of the Dead, which we've not seen in a little while, but is on the floor, okay. and drags it towards him, and then he turns and he throws it into the fire. And as the Necronomicon okay. burn, the face on the front of the book opens up, and we see eyes in this long, grotesque tongue as like the Ooh. book itself screams. Oh, Cheryl a screaming Scott, book? Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you hate to truly, see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Cheryl and Scott freeze in place and then slowly, grotesquely start falling apart. Like, their the bone, their flesh is falling off their bones. It's liquefying as, uh, like, they are in fast motion starting to decay. And just when you think they're dead, both of their bodies have toppled to the ground. Giant demon hands explode out of both of their torsos. What? And then finally, like, their bodies are just, like, ripped apart. And finally, we hear one last demon voice say, join us, join us, which is not much of a pitch after all this. Right. It's like, this doesn't look fun. And I don't want to join Ash you. And finally, picks himself off the floor. He's covered in blood. And he realizes that dawn has finally come. And he holds up Linda's necklace to remember his lost love. And he slowly walks to his car, st- truly stunned to still be alive. And I mean. Ash screams as the unseen entity in the woods zoomed towards him and it busts down all the doors in the cabin until it's finally on top of Ash and he screams in terror. And that's the end. Oh, so everyone does die. Well, you'd think so. However, there are two sequels to the film. Oh, okay. But, and this is why Bruce Campbell is a uh, horror legend. Yes. uh, He is... A, I guess a, not a rare final guy, but a more rare final, yeah. final gentleman, I think. Yes, yes. Last dude. A last, not a, a last, final girl, a last dude. A last dude. <laughs> um, so yes, Allison, are there any fatal mistakes you think that people have made in this film? Fatal mistakes. I mean, again, I think going to a place with only one way in and out is a, just a non-starter. I think that, like, yeah. you should, like... Um, now, it seems like everything was possessed and the demons and things were afoot as soon as they got there. Mm-hmm. Because the book, like, the the drawing of the book. So right. it feels like it, things were already in motion as soon as they landed at the cabin. Absolutely, However, yeah. fucking around with the book and the and the audio and and all of that, I think, didn't help. Yes, I agree. Unfortunately, yeah, because we, we saw, like, the entity in the woods, and we saw, like, the the steering wheel jerk in Scott's hand. So I think we're supposed to think, yes. like, the woods were already evil, but then it's by conjuring, using, playing the conjuring yes. spell, 
the demons showed up. Um, it just to again kick ass, punch people in the face, throw people across the room. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, ac- action, really. Yeah, which brings us to a segment I'm going to call "Have Allison Summon a Demon." So, Allison, I mm. sent you an email. You did. And um, I Googled, I had to do a little Googling. It's not easy to find a demon conjuring uh, spell. But I did find this on spellsofmagic.com. If you want to look it up, it is demon conjuring. And it mm-hmm. is rated five out of five stars, which I think is very funny that you could rate the spells. <laughs> I want to know like which, like, like what is leading people to give like lower scores to ones that they, like, they're like, not enough demons or like too hard to say. <laughs> Here, oh, here we go. Here's some comments that were made um, in 2019. Someone says, "Does this actually work?" Uh, somebody said, "Try and find out." And then someone oh, yeah. said, "I did this eight years ago. <laughs> I've regretted it ever since." And that was from January of this year. And then the person below them replied months later, "What happened?" <laughs> I also would like to know that. So, um, Allison, if you can uh, go ahead, I'll read. These are the uh, inst- instructions for a demon conjuring. So you're gonna have to get in a comfortable position. Mm-hmm. And then envision what kind of demon you want to attract. And if you could sort of like give us like, what do you think when you're thinking of a demon? What what kind of demon you're trying to attract? A nice one. <laughs> Great, perfect. I, I like want a demon who's going to come and like female demon. Maybe she maybe she's doing the magic. Great. Clean my house. A house cleaning demon. Um, and if you could please chant the words in I don't know what language this is. I don't think. No. You're not going to do it? You're not going to conjure the demon? I don't want to. (laughs) Even though I don't think they're real. It's the the, exactly what you explained of like, I don't believe in these things. That might have been a different episode. Um, No, you're right. We discussed it earlier. It's just because I don't believe it, it doesn't mean I want a demon to show up. Yes, exactly. Where I'm like, yes, it is unlikely. um, But uh, on the off chance... On the off chance, though, I do love that on the website it says, you will need the following items for this spell. And then it's just a bullet point and it says, none. <laughs> There's also like a little widget so you could share it on Facebook, you could tweet yeah. it, you could put yeah. it on Reddit, put it on Pinterest. You know what I mean? If you want put to get this Pinterest. out here. All right, well, I can't make you summon a demon. I'll say it if you say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Okay, see, like that's not fair. These Absolutely rules don't. Absolutely, well, I never say it. You made me say Candyman. Yeah, I did. He show up. <laughs> I mean, he on cameo, he did. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I want to taunt um, our editor, Cat, and our producer, Sabrina, are both saying don't do it. Or no, Cat's okay. saying don't do it, and Sabrina's just screaming <laughs> "Candyman" in all caps in the chat. So fuck you, Sabrina, Cat. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I respect it. I mean, entertainment wise, should you do it? Yes. But in terms of right. accidentally summoning a demon, I get it. I just don't. I mean, like, look. Would it probably raise the profile of the podcast if something happened? Absolutely. Do I want to do everything I can to make sure that we get more listeners? Sure. Am I going to put myself in danger for that? No. Right. And I'm not there, so I can't, like, put you in a a cellar if you need to be contained or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. I get it. And I would be clear, I would never never do that. I wouldn't have conjured Candyman. I would never do any of that. Not because I believe in it, but it just didn't seem worth it, you know? Right. It's like on the off chance. Yes. I didn't even like that I read uh, that I read this to myself. I didn't say it out loud, but just reading but it. You feels said it in your head, didn't you, Allison? Well, well, I was trying to. I was. I was trying to be like. I was like, "How do you pronounce this?" Um, yeah. We will. We will um, tweet out the the demon summoning for any of our listeners who. Yeah, if you want to summon, if you want, want to summon a demon, the incantation, and let us know what happens, we would love to yeah. see have a follow up. 
If you get possessed yeah. by a demon, we, we do not take any responsibility. This is completely your decision if you want to get mm-hmm. possessed. Summon a demon, that's your business. Yeah. If you do it, take a video, uh, yes. send it to us. So Absolutely. If you, if you do want to tempt fate by summoning a demon, whether they are real or not, they are not. But if they are, eat. Uh, please take a video of it and send it to us. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on our final note, where would you place uh, the Evil Dead on the spooky scale? A spooky scale. Well, it, it's very messy. Um, there's a lot of mess to it. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot, and a lot, and it's just kind of like nonstop stuff going on for a while. But I think it's like a six to me. Okay. Because paranormal and demons, but like the white eyes and the tree rape really kick it above a five. Yeah, the tree rape is sort of the iconic uh, horror yeah. moment from this film for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, revisited again in the remake, um, and I really liked, did like the remake because I feel like the remake like. In remaking a film, you have to. It's hard to know what the tone should be. In the the f- remake, they really try to make it as scary as possible, and I think that's yeah. the right tone. Like, if you're gonna bother doing a remake of any movie, yeah, really go for it. You know, right. and and people may not like it, but I think at least you will have ter- turned out a um, genuinely scary horror movie. So yes. again, if you're looking for something, I mean, Evil Dead is again a classic, but if you're looking to do something, I really think the remake reboot is um, worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it a 6-2. I love this movie. I love Bruce Campbell. I love all of the Evil Dead films. Um, I, the practical effects, I think, are really good. But um, I agree. There is something not quite as spooky mm-hmm. about a big gooey demon to me. But again, I loved it. Yes. So yeah. in terms of enjoyment, again, it's a 10. Spooky scales yeah. about how spooky it is, not how much we like it. Enjoyment yes. a 10. Spooks, I'm going to give it a 6. That seems fair. All right, yeah, six feels wow. I feel like we rarely uh, give something the same score. I know. I was. So, I thought you were going to have it be spookier, but I um mm-hmm. I appreciate you. You know, you you, you can only be spooked. I'm maturing. Spooked. Exactly. Yeah. I'm mature spook. Um, mature spook. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Um, yes, we we love you very much, and we, we really you. appreciate uh, you writing in your suggestions too when you're summoning demons. Yeah, just don't do to. it. Probably. Yeah, That's I wouldn't. What I, would say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. To what end? You know what to I mean. To what end? Right. What's the bet? What's to the what what's end? the cost benefit analysis here? Um, yeah. But uh, uh, please uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ruin Podcast. We have all kinds of fun stuff going on there. And then also, if you have any questions or movie recommendations or general thoughts or scary stories, like whatever, whatever you got, you want to reach out to us. Where uh, you can email us at ruined at the radio point dot com. And I guess more than anything. We're going to ask that you please keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Bye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. If someone were afraid of the dentist, maybe they haven't been in a long time, maybe they're embarrassed because they haven't been in a while. I feel like this would be a really safe place for them to go and get the care that they need. At Advanced Dentistry, we get it. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, if you want to learn how IV sedation can change your life, visit nofeardentist.com.